The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, Evelyn Cusick, the rehired, retired, rehired, not rehired. <laughs> no, yes, no, thanks, God Almighty, no. God retired no. head of forecasting in Medair, and is with me for the bookshelf uh, this week. Uh, we had Sonia Lennon uh, last week. Demon Copperhead uh, by Barbara Kingsolver was the book she placed on our bookshelf. Evelyn, what book are you placing on the bookshelf? Um, well. I'm begging. Can I put two, please, instead oh, of one? Joint? I don't well, know about this now. They're they're the same author, and they're okay. sort of the same genre. I'll allow okay. it. Just <laughs> for you, you, Evelyn. I'll allow it. Thanks. So um, I had to Google how to pronounce his name properly over the weekend. Okay. So it's uh, Kazuo Ishiguro, and the first book is Never Let Me Go, and that was published in 2005. Okay. And it was runner, uh, it was shortlisted on the Booker Prize. And then the second one is Clara and the Sun, and that came out in 2021. Now, I've read Clara and the Sun, yeah. and I absolutely loved it. But for Great. people at home, so Kazuo Ishiguro, people might uh, remember that he wrote Remains of the Day mm-hmm. as well, uh, which was made into a movie with Anthony Hopkins. What are these two books about? So first um, of all, Never Let Me Go. Never Let Me Go. I'm going to try and tell you without telling you because... All oh, right, okay. You know what, Clara, like it's so surprising. And yeah. I, I really want your listeners or our listeners to read them. So I don't want to give the game away. So this is going to be hard. Okay, yeah. Uh, you want to entice people in now without yeah, giving it away. Yeah, well, and I'm not a professional at this. So, But le- le- Never Let Me Go is is set in 90s, okay. in the 90s, 1990s in the UK, somewhere in the middle of England. And um, it's narrated by Cathy, who's 31. And she's thinking back to her childhood in this strange, well, no, sorry, this boarding school in the middle of England and with all her friends, the students, and they were looked after by guardians. Okay. So that's the first hint. I mean, I could read the very first paragraph. I don't know how if we have time. Go on. um, Oh, gosh, I had it open here. England, late 1990s. So just a little bit, because it does give something away. My name is Cathy H. I'm 31 years old and I've been a carer now for over 11 years. That sounds long enough, I know, but actually they want me to go on for another eight months until the end of this year. That'll make it almost exactly 12 years. Now, I know my being a carer so long isn't necessarily because they think I'm fantastic at what I do. There are some really good carers who've been told to stop after just two or three years. And I can think of one carer who went on for all of 14 years, despite being a complete waste of space. (laughs) So I'm not trying to boast. But then I do know for a fact they've been pleased with my work. Now, this is... And by and large, I have two. My donors have always tended to do much better than expected. Their recovery times have been impressive and hardly any of them have been classified as agitated even before fourth donation. So there's a, there's a big mystery going it's on there. It's kind of an alternative Well, it, it ain't, version of it ain't reality. today. Anyway. No, it ain't um, today. But it's it, it that... So this is set in the 90s when she's 31, but she's thinking back. She's going back to the 70s, which is my time when I was in school. And we had cassette, cassette tapes and walk, walk men. There was Mm -hmm. only walk man. So they're, they're the only kind of, you know, there isn't any great 
sort of period uh, features. There's just a few little things. Okay. Like that. But anyway, the, she's thinking back about the students and then it's, it's sort of a triangle of love between herself and Tommy and this other girl yeah. and all that. And then it moves forward, you know, towards Cathy's present when she's 31 and her work as a carer. I don't know if I've given enough no, away. No, I think that's, yeah, yeah you've given it away. I, 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 what, what you described there is about, about the triangle of love. Um you know, which is his, in Clara too. Yeah, yeah, his novels are kind of about they're, they're an exploration of those relationships. Really, you know, there's there's world building in them, and there is in Clara and the Sun as well. Don't um, want to give too much away there either. No, uh, no, but you're right. But and ultimately, they're explorations of love and relationships. Yeah, aren't they? And, and you're right, and that's why the two are very, very similar, even though the sort of the worlds are different. But. Um, uh, preparing for this slot now, I, I've done a lot of research. Good, which, I li- I'm glad to hear I, it. I know, I, which is on YouTube. Um, I listened to a lot of Kazuo Ishiguro over over the weekend because he's the the primary source mm. rather than critics talking about the book. So he's really wonderful to listen to. Okay, and uh, so he said his inspiration for his style came. Uh, he, he wanted to be a songwriter first and he spent 10 years writing songs. He loved Leonard Cohen and Bob Dylan and Johnny Mitchell. He was born in whatever, in 1952, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've forgotten my train of thought here. Oh, yeah, but he said his, his, his guide or his muse for writing was Charlotte Bronte and Jane Eyre. Mm. And she wrote in the first person, mm. right? And so, you know, you notice with Clara, Clara wrote the book, didn't she? Yes. Or at least I think she did. Yeah. And in Never Let Me Go, Cathy writes the book. But uh, so that's one thing. And uh, it's sort of a limited point of view because you're only hearing the story from the narrator's point of view. Yeah. So and particularly in Clara, because Clara has a very limited understanding of the world. Oh. So it limits. And I won't. Yeah. I won't don't yeah, worry. Yeah. You're worried I'm going to give no, it away. No. I'm not. But it, um, it, it means that you're understanding of the world is, is equally limited then as well. You yeah. learn it with yeah. her. Yeah, which is brilliant. Yeah. And I can say one thing, like Clara talks, she's learning as she goes along. Um, she's really very childish in the beginning and she's very, very intelligent. But she talks about oblongs in people's hands. And I couldn't figure out what she was <laughs> talking about for ages. And then I realised it was like an iPhone. Yeah. You know what I mean? To her, all she saw yeah. was the oblong. Um, so as we said there, uh, he unfolds the world very slowly and progressively in both books. And there's a lot of twists and turns and he just drip feeds the information. And it's really a collaboration between you and me, the reader and the writer. Apparently, Clara and the Sun has been made into a movie. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm really excited. Yeah, it, it just details come out uh, last week and... There's an Irish connection. Yeah. Um, Rick, so in Clara and the Sun, there's Clara and there's Josie and Rick. Mm. And Josie is, is the main girl, if you like, and then Rick's her neighbour. And Rick's uh, uh, going to be played by Killeen Murphy's son. Wow. Uh, I know, I'm so excited. That's a great character yeah. to play as well. Um, so listen, they're two great additions uh, to oh, the bookshelf. You. Yeah. Um, I don't, you, you've got, not only did you want to add two books <laughs> as your favourite book, but you've also kind of created our own uh, kind of uh, a new shelf or a new subgenre on the shelf. Favourite book from a dead author. Is that right? Um, yeah, so <laughs> like when you say what's your favourite book, it's like saying what's your favourite child. Yeah, but so, everyone has a favourite child. They're yeah, just not meant to say it. it. You can't admit it. <laughs> How many children have you? Two. Oh, two. I know, okay. so it's really mean when I tell them which one <laughs> no, my favourite is. Uh, so 
Uh, George Eliot and Middlemarch. Now, people freak when I tell them about this because there's 888 <laughs> pages in it. Um, but it's divided up into sections. So my, it, look, it's a complete page turner once you get over the shock and get used to the language, which takes about 80 pages and then you're up flying. Um, and it's a real page turner and I suppose it's like a big fo- soap opera, but I absolutely love it. And I go back to it again and again and again. But the very last paragraph, it's actually, I was going to say by coincidence, but I just realised um, today when I was making some more notes that the very last tiny paragraph, which I hope you let me read. Yeah. It's, it's very like the themes, Kazuo Ishiguro's themes that, you know, he, he wants us, look, we're all going to die. We know that. He's not telling us we're going to die. We already know that. But he wants us to live a life uh, a worthwhile life. Yeah. Now, he's not talking about having a fancy life or being rich or famous. It's not that. But living a worthwhile life, being kind to yeah. others and maybe doing some kindness. So it's just, I'm just amazed. Mind you, um, in Never Let Me Go, Cathy, one of her te- her thesis is uh, Daniel Deronda, which is also George Eliot. So there okay. you go. I was disappointed it wasn't Middlemarch. <laughs> uh, so it talks about Dorothy at the main lady. So this is the last in Middlemarch. chapter it's in Middlemarch. Ve- no, it's the very last five lines. Okay. Uh, so Dorothea, the effect... Um, her effect on the world, like she led a very quiet life mm. or whatever, for the growing good of the world is partly dependent on unhistoric acts and that things are not so ill with you and me as they might have been is half owing to the number who lived faithfully a hidden life and rest in unvisited tombs. Mm. So our lives are made better by others. So that's what, and that's what Kazuo wants us to do. We can't as well. all be remembered as a great man or woman of history. No, to hell with that. Yeah, to yeah, hell with yeah. that. Uh, they're great additions Thanks to the bookshelf. Yeah. What are you reading at the moment? So I'm just on the point of finishing the, oh, sorry, the ice at the end of the world. So it's actually about an exploration of Greenland, believe it okay. or not. So it's kind of a science book, I suppose you could say, but it's not written by a scientist. It's written by, where is it? He's a journalist, historian and feature writer for the New York Times magazine. John, so John Gertner. Gertner. It actually, it actually felt a bit as if it was a translation. I presume it's Danish. I couldn't find out. Okay. But um, he, if he writes for the New York Times, obviously. Um, but I absolutely loved it. So it's really t- taken us from the beginning of the Greenland exploration, 1888 to the present day. And in many ways, it's kind of looking at the future as well, because, of course, Greenland holds the secret to how we understand, of, to what we understand about climate change now. Mm. Because every year there's a new layer of ice laid down in Greenland. And, and what is ice and snow? Snow is frozen H2O molecules and trapped air bubbles. So by by drilling down through the ice, we can go back in time and sample the air that was over, that was in the atmosphere 50,000 years ago, 100,000 years. They've actually gone back 400,000 years. So wow. I mean, thermometers weren't invented until the 1600s. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I really like about this book um that he explains it very clearly and no equations or anything because he's he's a journalist 
And he doesn't describe what is happening to Greenland's ice sheet, but he describes how we know what is happening. So it's it's much more interesting than all these facts thrown out, etc. It is called The Ice at the End of the World, An Epic Journey into Greenland's Buried Past and Our Perilous Future by John Gertner. That is Evelyn's current read. Her favourite book from a dead author, <laughs> our new category as of this week, Middlemarch by George Eliot. But the two books she is firmly putting on the hard shoulder bookshelf, both from Kazuo Ishiguro, Never Let Me Go and Clara and the Sun. Richard the Thatcher says, Crikey Kieran, I picked up Never Let Me Go in Dublin Airport on my holidays to Spain one year Aww. and I read it on the beach. Big mistake. Fabulous book, but sad. And I ended up sat on a beach, sobbing uncontrollably with tears pouring down my face in the bright Spanish sunshine on a busy beach with the kids galloping around me. A Aww. gorgeous book though. Well done, Richard. So Richard yeah. recommends it as well. Evelyn, listen, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks a million. So much. Great books Thank you. Uh, for the bookshelf. Uh, we will add more books to the Hard Shoulder Bookshelf at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.